Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, grooving, man. One final time in 2021. That is true. Yeah. One time time. to feel some type of way, Jonas. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you, man. Hey. It's my jam. Hey. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Hold on, Jonas. Hold on. Yeah, please. This is the last show in 2021, correct? You just said it, right? We just said that. 100%. Can you bring us into the show with Harry Carey and and, uh, Collinsworth, please? Please uh, come no, on, man. I, I can't. I can't. It's the last uh, one in the. It's the last one of the year. I can't. I can't be. It's the last one of the year, Joe. Crowds, crowds, weighing in. I can't do both. Okay, I can, I can do, do, do Collinsworth. Bring us in with Collinsworth. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah, yeah. come on. Let's talk about. I mean, it. Let's so deliberate. Lavar, do you think it's Collinsworth is the best? But, but you know, that, Harry Carey is the one that gets me. I can't breathe when he does Harry Carey. Yeah, I mean, but Collinsworth, he can probably get through introducing the show with Collinsworth versus Harry Carey. All right. That's That's what I'm thinking. I I just don't want to hit your limitations on Harry Carey. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's, uh, you know, Collinsworth. I feel like Collinsworth, you know, is still obviously here, uh, alive, uh, you know, calling games. And so he gets a lot of attention. I feel like Harry Carey sometimes gets lost. You know, people forget. Well, about then the do Harry, Harry Carey. Bring I mean, us into Harry we'll Carey. See. We'll Set see. up the show with Harry Carey. I'll, I'll surprise you with it. All right. Well, come on. It's 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 New Year's. Come All on. Right. It's the last. It's the last last hour of 2021. Yeah. These these balls are dropping, man. Yeah. yeah the no. balls are dropping. That, that, come on. I mean, the balls in your face. Sorry. Come I on. love our balls. <laughs> right your face, two on, two out. <laughs> Second inning, tied at two apiece. Deuce is wild here at Wrigley Field. Speaking of wild, did you see LeVar Arrington throw out that first pitch? He missed by three feet. Ball three in the dirt. Arrington spelled backwards is not good enough. Ground ball to short and the Cubs are out of the inning. We're brought to you by Budweiser. I'm a Bud Man and a Cubs fan. Hi. <laughs> you happy now? That was like a late yes. Christmas gift. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, uh, I'm a Bud Man. Oh, oh man. my head is hurting. I, 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 it's too bad people didn't get to actually witness Harry Carey uh, and actually get to watch his uh, the greatness of Harry Carey. He's been. I think he passed away in '98. Mm. which is crazy. So it's been a well over 20 years. But uh, when we got WGN, when it started going national, oh, man, what a good time. Oh, and that man. guy uh, could drink like no other. So there's that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, it's uh, Fox Sports Radio, everybody. Uh, this is a present day 2021, last show of 2021. Uh, and it's uh, one of the stories that, uh, we, you know, we opened up the show talking about Ben Roethlisberger and uh, him alluding to the fact that this could be his last game in Heinz Field. Uh, uh, coming up on Monday, and it feels like that, uh, you know, it's most likely going to be uh, his last couple of games in the NFL, barring anything crazy and a team wants to bring him in or there's an opportunity to start. 
He says he's still got something left, though, that Ben Roethlisberger. Can, can we ask this question? Sure. Why was everyone this past week talking about, like, the end? Like, Russell Wilson even made reference to it. Ben he, talked about it. Rodgers kind of talked about it. It's like, everyone, it's like, dude, we got two games left. Why, why are we all choosing to talk about it now? Well, it's, um, I think it's, you know, for Russell, and we do have the Russell Wilson sound, because uh, this is interesting. He They asked Bobby Wagner about that, because it feels like it's the end of a chapter in Seattle, just the way this season has gone. Um, you know, they lose last week, uh, you know, to, to the Bears, which should count as two losses. And then, you know, the, Bobby Wagner gets asked, you know, is this your last game in Seattle this weekend against Detroit? Um, Russell Wilson also was asked about the Bobby Wagner conversation about his, uh, is this his last game uh, in the NFL? And here was the Seahawks quarterback. I know you guys asked Bobby about, could this be your last game and this and that and all that. You know, I know, I know for me personally, you know, uh, you know, I, I hope it's not my last game, but you know, at the same time, I know it won't be my last game in the NFL. So there's that. So, so r- they didn't really ask sure. him. I mean, it sounded like he more. He forcey crowbarred it. So yeah. it sounded like, right? to let people know. You know, he's got to let people know, hey, you know, this is... Uh, Since you're asking Bobby, let me answer it for myself. <laughs> yeah. Let me just let me just give you that list of teams again that we uh, had given no, out that's last a, year. No, that's false, Brady. That never happened. He did that. That's, uh, you know, well, false he story. Did. His yeah. agent did. Yeah. I mean... It's, uh, you know, that, that he doesn't know anything about that. His agent works right. I, I said it... How long ago did I say the New York Giants? It just makes way too much sense. It's a need for them. They've got the draft capital... He could help make them a legitimate contender right away. It's a big market, which he wants, his wife wants. It's just, I I said that, I think, to you like six months ago. It's just, it makes way too much sense. And I know that may be bad for Seahawks fans to hear, but I just think there's a desire to get on the East Coast to be in that media market. I really do. Do What about Denver? I I keep hearing Denver. Yeah. If if Russell Wilson goes to Denver, right? We even heard your guy um, on one of the promos talking about it uh, out of Vegas. Uh, what about RJ Bell? RJ, yeah, RJ Bell. Uh, I think that's Denver? more of a Rogers Watson destination. I think that's where one of those two would end up if if they move. Which uh, Watson obviously is much more likely than depending on the the you know stuff off the field. But I think that's one of those two landing spots for those guys. Do you think part of uh, Russell Wilson uh, getting ahead of this is maybe a little diversionary tactic on the crummy season they've had and kind of, uh, yeah, you know, but this could be it. You know, I mean, yeah, I know we, I know we stunk this year, but this could be it. So enjoy me while you got me, and uh, let's not focus on how bad we've been this season. Maybe, maybe some silver linings, and uh, you know, I'm still here. I'm still the quarterback, and uh, and let's let's not pay attention to the uh, to the the building on fire behind me. Let's just go ahead and focus on how you good can I love. Say what you want about Russell Wilson. The one thing we talked earlier about handling things a certain way, yeah. and being perceived a certain way based off of the way you handle things. Russell Wilson's awareness of how to utilize his words, and and how to to bring a feeling with what it is that he says, whether you think he's disingenuous or genuine, you have to respect the fact that the way he answers doesn't leave. If anything, you would leave leave the, the, the sound bite like, man, he's a good dude, and, and I kind of want to dislike him for it. Go Hawks. That, Go and, Hawks. And he got Sierra. I mean, <laughs> his, his charm and his way of handling things led to him um, – um, and yeah, so the point is, right, <laughs> I, I, I think I think when you think about Russell Wilson, 
he handles things in such a way where you you just res- you, you got to respect it whether you like it or not i think you got to respect how he approaches what he does it's politician oh, he, he he handles everything the proper manner like he, he's that ceo type you know i really think if you look at athletes as their own brand and he's the ceo of his brand I don't know that there's many people who don't continue to pump out positivity for what they do. I mean, the one thing I'll say about it, just from being out there with him, every off day, and I don't know if he still does it, but I'm pretty sure he does, he goes to the children's hospital there in Seattle. Pretty neat, you know, for those kids to be able to have someone who's been there for so long, who's been so successful, who takes time out of his schedule to constantly go see, you know, kids, you know, little boys and girls who are in need. And, and, and that's going to be one thing that if he does leave, like, that's always lost in, in, in everything else. Like, all we care about is the sports, the impact on that next team, and what happens to Seattle. But, like, there's a bunch of kids out there who won't be getting that weekly visit anymore. And, and that's, that's the tough thing, man, when, when you see the impact these players have off the field and, and the way he's managed himself and handled himself off the field, too. So we talked about story. Uh, the best story, just real quick, John, the best story told – of people's good doings is when somebody else tells it. And I think that that's super dope that you just said that, Brady, because a lot of times we get so inundated on just talking about what we see on the field or what it applies to and them being there or leaving as a, a franchise guy, whatever. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead, John. Well, yeah. I was going to say, we talked about uh, the Aaron oh, Rodgers. Oh, he's an American underdog. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if you were going to bring uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> he does charity, too. Kurt. Kurt oh, yeah. 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 Lot too. yeah. It, with, uh, when the cameras are around, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's uh, Well, I'm just saying, you know, what was like that? Uh, who Was it Rick Riley, who was the uh, former um, Sports Illustrated writer? Uh, he ripped Jay Cutler in an article because Cutler got pissed off that some people found out that he was donating money to like uh, or, or helping out at the children's hospital or something. And he said, oh, he, he can't even do a good deed without wanting to, uh, you know, uh, crap all over it. And it's like, no, he just didn't want the attention for it. Like he, he didn't want you making it make it a big public story about it. But uh, I digress. So the um, the conversation we had about Aaron Rodgers and it was basically if, if they came to him and said, all right. Mark Murphy's gone. Will you stay? It's more likely, and our speculation has always been for months, that Mark Murphy's really the, the guy Aaron Rodgers has a problem with. Do you think Seattle would ever get to a point this offseason and say, hey, Russ, Pete you know. Can go. Yeah, exactly. That's, I wonder, like, how does he stay? How, how does he stay in Seattle? What do they do to, to get him convinced to want to be a Seahawk moving forward? I don't know that there's anything they can do. You've got two really good wide receivers. I mean, you could say improve the offensive line. They've, take their, they've took their swings at that. It hasn't worked out. I'm not sure there's much of anything they can do at this point. It, it sounds weird to say, but it, it kind of just feels like it's time. Like maybe it's just it's time for a change for, for everyone involved. Now, I mean, you, you could talk about, well, they need to improve the defense because it's not – you can't put this, this season and the lack of things – on him, I mean, he was playing banged up. He admittedly came back too soon. I think we all witnessed that. He probably came back too soon and wasn't playing as well initially, and then he started to kind of find it again. But, you know, this team doesn't have the pieces that it needs, I think, in order for him, whether it's to win a Super Bowl or even just to be an MVP, which I'm, I'm sure he'd like to accomplish. Like, I, I'm not sure they have enough 
around him to get this team now, especially in that division, the NFC West, to give him a shot at either of those two things. So I'm not really sure there's anything they can do at this point. Yeah, I do think it's based upon maybe bigger aspirations in terms of off-field. And and that's why I think that it's curious to, to see what's going on, paying attention to uh, the Giants. I, I think that that could be a possible destination. It's interesting because the Jets have been brought up uh, as a potential situation where – you know, they may think about doing something different, even as it applies to having, you know, their top draft pick and Zach Wilson. So I, I just think that he's trying to get to a market where he can he can exercise and execute whatever it is that his agenda has become or has been the plan has become has been as as we mentioned with the soundbite. I mean, he ain't married to, to a nobody. You know, and and that's leverageable, which, by the way, you know, if if you're going to do it, do it right. And I mean, (laughs) just just so we're we're clear here, do it, do it right. And and Russell did it and he did it right. And he has the ability to not only leverage his brand, he has the ability to leverage his wife's brand. And, And I think that that's what makes it kind of you almost will have to say you've oversaturated. You've you've hit your saturation point in Seattle if if you're looking at it from how big their brands are and how big they are together, where can you go maximize that? You can maximize it in a Chicago. You can maximize it in, in a New York market. You can maximize it in a Las Vegas market or, or California market. So to me, I think that when we say teams like Denver, um, different markets, you know, that I would say, even though Denver is a larger market than what maybe people give it credit for, I, I just think that his reasoning for leaving, the reason why I think it's a foregone conclusion that he will leave is because I think he really is trying to get to a market where he can, you know, possibly like do a morning show. Like he strikes me as the, uh, you know, oh, I played with TV Michael Strahan. Sure. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. He strikes me as a Strahan or a Tiki Barber type that in the right situation, he's going to be doing the morning news before he goes to practice or he's going to be doing shows before he goes into work. And, and that's, you know, that's New York. You know, that's California. So I, I think he's got a CEO balance to him, too. We're like and I know he's got some different businesses that um, have offices on the East Coast. I think that matters, too, is like that step after football. And, and trying to achieve whatever that may be, whether it's in broadcasting, which I'm sure there'll be some element of it. But I also think there's like a greater aspiration to as like a CEO and, and as a businessman, you know, being able to accomplish that. And I feel like where else do you go besides New York? I mean, I know there's a lot of places, don't get me wrong, but that's like if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right? It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Go to bed. Uh, yeah, Ew. definitely, uh, definitely some saturation. Uh, all right, it, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go, and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. All right, it's so coming up next. Very bizarre fan behavior when it comes to one player in the NFL. We will discuss right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. 
absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, man. Last one of the year. Okay, here we go. Had to clear those pipes out. Got to clear those pipes out, baby. What instrument today, Jonas? Rainstorms take me away from the norm. I've got to tell you something. This phenomenon. I had to put it in a song and it goes like. Whoa, amber is the color of your energy. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Two pros well, and a cup what, of Joe Fox what Sports instrument? Radio. What, what instrument it's a drum. were you playing? Some piccolo snare. Uh, oldie but goodie. Yeah. yeah, yeah Brady was yeah. playing bass. Uh, yeah, right yeah. You know, the bass, huh? A little the, pocket the bass. Yeah, Jonas almost forgot he was doing a show. It was a yeah. pocket bass, you know. Just, you know. Lavar likes he's got the voice of an angel. I want to. Uh, hey, do do people know why? I, did did I tell the story why I love that song so much? Why I tell that story? No, why, I mean why I sing it? Because the That's band's my, from Nebraska, and you were a Cornhuskers fan. It's on my wedding video. Really? It's like the main like it's like one of the main songs of the soundtrack of my wedding video. Hmm. Yeah, so it just always brings up nice, warm, um, bubbly feelings. You know, of marriage. We didn't have a, a wedding video, my wife and I. We got oh. married during COVID. If you called somebody and said, hey, you want did to film really? the wedding, uh, they'd have you tased. Yeah, oh, it wasn't Yeah, happening. he did that on purpose, though, so he, he knew he didn't have to have a big uh, reception. 100%. What, all that. He Thousands knew he was going to save dollars money saved. Yeah. yeah, spent the rest on booze and, uh, yeah. you know, booze. Uh, gambling. Yeah. <laughs> Some booze. Every time more he cracks me. the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a face on Twitter saying, booze. <laughs> booze. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a uh yeah it's very bizarre on twitter um all right so we're gonna get into a uh very very strange fan behavior uh in the nfl we'll get to that uh in just a moment here i want to let you know it can happen easily a few drinks become a few too many it's time to go and you think you're calling for a ride home now it's the worst that can happen you get pulled over you lose your license you total your car you kill someone drive sober or get pulled over paid for by nitsa so uh baker mayfield wife um you know we talked about uh, the cleveland browns pittsburgh steelers ben roethlisberger uh, probably is a final uh, home game uh, as a Steeler in the nfl coming up on monday they'll be playing the browns and uh, baker mayfield and his wife um were discussing some of the uh things that happened to them via social media and she made mention of the fact that they've gotten death threats and uh baker mayfield pointed out that this isn't the first time this has happened that uh that this has happened before they're kind of used to it at this point a lot of keyboard warriors out there i don't i I, honest to god i've been a fan right i've loved teams growing up i've had favorite players growing up i've been heartbroken when i was a little kid when a team lost i mean devastated 
Never one time, this isn't a fan thing. This isn't about, you know, fans that are taking it too far. Because never one time as a fan did I ever think, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to threaten somebody and, and threaten to take their life because they beat my favorite team or because my favorite player threw a couple of interceptions in a game on Christmas. Like, these are losers. Like, that's all this is. They're losers. They're not fans. They're people that, that get out there and want to want to attack uh, uh, athletes that can do things they've never, ever dreamed of doing. I don't understand it. I don't understand the, the logic, the thought process that goes behind it. The whole thing is strange, and the fact that these guys have to deal with it and their, their family members have to go through it, I think is ridiculous. It's terrible. It, it's cowardly to me. I mean, that's what social media, though, really is in its essence, and all of it. Like anything in this whole digital world we're talking about, it's cowardly. It's because they're incapable of, one, ever saying something like that to someone's face because of what those repercussions would be. But also, I don't get it. Like, I assume they're frustrated with the results of the season or that the game didn't go as well. Do you think for one second as a fan, you have higher goals or aspirations or you've sacrificed more in your life for football or for that team or put anything as much into that game? It's not even close. And yet somehow fans are like, oh, but we, you know, we pay your we pay for your salaries, your contract. No, you don't, dude. Those (laughs) tickets don't go to crap. It goes to the owner. Our deals are all paid by the TV deals. That's how that works. So stop acting too like just because you come to the game and then you want to boo those players, make death threats, whatever else on social media. Like you're paying for their salaries. You're not. That's that's been a long, long time ago. That went bye bye. It's the TV contracts that do it. All the people watching at home. So I just you know to me it's it's a cowardly thing, and, and I don't get it because every single player has sacrificed more of their life to get to that point, to put themselves in a position to have the opportunity to play. And trust me, the lack of success, which most have had their entire life in order to get to that point to play in the NFL, it's way more of a burden on them than you realize. Hmm. I mean, obviously, with everything they put into it, it's way more of a burden. And everything you go through the course of a season. So I just I never understand where fans come off or think that they should make a death threat to someone who's putting so much into it, really just for their entertainment, for their their enjoyment. Like a lot of these injuries Baker's experiencing this year, he's going to experience 10 years from now. Like every morning I get up, back, my left foot, walk with a limp, you know, having to go through just a whole routine just to be able to get up and walk around feel normal a little bit during the day. And that was all stuff that happened 15 years ago. It's just, it's crazy to me sometimes how these fans act and how entitled they are to certain things. I just think they expose who they are, right? I think this goes beyond the the idea of just saying, okay, you're a fanatic for your team. I think it exposes the content of the character of the people who do these things, meaning it has nothing to do with the team that they love. It has everything to do with how they handle things in their lives. So whatever it is that they're dealing with, whenever they deal with something they don't like, it's met with whatever it is, the, the habit that has been built up and their emotional and, and, and mental IQ and, and, and how they've just been classically conditioned to handle it. Some people are very fight when it's fight or flight moments. Some people are very flighty. You know, the, the people that I, I often, um, 
you know, thought about why would you be so so valent and feeling about something that's in the end, it's just a game. It's just it's just you're just playing a sport. But to some people, it, you know, it's it's like you you have so many things that you hate about your life, and it might even be including themselves that they hate. And the one thing that they love is their team. And when when something is violated about something that they love so much, when there's very few things that they do love, it's there's a lashing out. There's there's a there's a maybe a temper tantrum. There's there's a you know uh, just as we say what a visceral effect to to what took place. So I I get it. I get that it's a part of sport. Like for all those years I was in Washington. And and all the all the times I was told I was loved and and this that and the other and the minute things kind of went bad and then I was leaving all of a sudden I'm leaving I'm seeing people burning my jersey and different things like that and you know I'm a loser and and these are probably the same people that were wearing those jerseys on Sunday and that were cheering for me all those years I just think that they felt like I betrayed them I I I, I violated their trust. Whatever it is that they feel that is their safe place, they don't like it being violated. And when that happens, they they act out. And and I, I've always said, listen, I don't I don't necessarily have to agree with why fans are are so, you know, remedial and how they handle things. Because you know, the one thing for me is like when when people always say tough stuff and they become keyboard bullies and stuff like that and and they wouldn't say it in my face you know what i sit there and i, I immediately think maybe they would say it in my face because you know at the end of the day i'm not putting my hands on them i'm so far removed from putting my hands on somebody the only way i'm gonna put my hands on you is if i am in imminent danger if i'm in imminent in, in, in imminent danger I'm going to shut you down. Okay. Well, what if right. uh, Duran Payne put his finger in your face like he did Jonathan Ooh. Allen? Yeah, but but Ooh. hold on now. That's that that Smush you have with the finger. Uh, <laughs> you know, for me, I I honestly would react differently today than I would um back when I'd I was a player. I bite your finger off. I'm going to tell you today, right now. Today? Just take that thing in my, near my face. I'm going to bite it off. Yeah. See, to me, right. if, if, Deron, if yeah. Deron Payne Just lost a digit, mushed my finger or mushed his finger in my head today, I would, I would, I would step back and I would say, Deron, why would you do something like that? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> I can't take this. This is very this disrespectful. Seriously. I'd it's still bite your finger off. Yeah, Lavar, 20 yeah. years but, ago. Well, well, first off, first off. I would probably get my ass drug all over the place by Deron Payne. That's first He's a and foremost. Big man. All right. Yeah. That's so I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I try to talk my way through this. Like, look, man, can't we talk through this? Like, what are you what are you sticking your finger in my head like that for, man? Like, can't 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 we just have cooler heads prevail? You know. <laughs> now, 20 years ago, yeah. I, 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 I mean. He got off easy, if you ask me, <laughs> with what, what Allen did. He got off easy because LeVar on the Washington football team, it, you mush me in my head like that, I would have pro- – honestly, because of how big he is, I would have probably hit him with my helmet. And, <laughs> and everybody would have been like, oh, this this Miles Garrett stuff, right? No, I would have hit him with my helmet. Like, he's big. He might have probably been able to whoop me back then, even when I, I was in Let shape. me just say this, though. This is also a small, small percentage of fans. Like – Mm-hmm. By and large, mm-hmm. fans are awesome. Fans yes. are great. Fans aren't doing this sort of thing. So 
I do kind of hate when this gets like publicized and talked about or put out there because it, it all of a sudden paints a bad light on other fans and even fans who are disgruntled but like aren't going as far as making death threats. Right. Which, you know, again, so they I They got just, good character. Our fans, good sure. fans have good character. Again, that's sure. good people have good character. Bad people have bad character. Bad fans have bad character. So, I mean, they're going to be flagrant, and they're going to do ignorant things. I mean, we see it happen. Football is a microcosm of the, the total whole of, of our society and culture. You see it play out in society and culture. You're going to see it play out with fans within our, our microcosm of our ecosystem. That's, that's just simply put. And we shouldn't give them that much time and, and attention because it is ignorant and it is stupid. And, and why would you threaten somebody's life? Are you really going to put your life on the line to go try to take, you know, Baker or his wife's life over a sport, over something you feel about sports? Like, you got to get over yourself on that. If you feel that strongly about it, you need to seek medical attention and, and, and mental health attention because if you are carrying and harboring that much anger where you could actually carry out an action like that based off of what you're basing it off of, that's, that's, very, that's, just, that's, that's telling on you. And yeah. I don't think that is a large portion yeah. of our, our fan bases. And, and by the way, two of those interceptions weren't even his fault. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just imagine if all four had been attributed. Who cares if they were? I know, I'm kidding. You, you know, I'm just <laughs> Who kidding. cares if they were? Uh, Who cares if he threw six interceptions and they Two were of them are really on his plate. It, there's yeah. a, the, these, the, the people, the losers. And I don't mind exposing them and, and saying and calling these people out because it only takes one of them to go too far or to run onto a court like they did with, was it Monica Sellis back in the day? Some yeah. guy ran on the court and stabbed, stabbed her. Stabbed her. Like, yeah. like, what the hell is that? Like, you, like you see these these fans that are able to get on the field and, and pass security, and you wonder, like Seth Rollins, that WWE wrestler. Yeah. Fan, how did that fan get a 40-yard head start on him? Like, I mean, that's no, just a nice charge. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, and there was nobody around him to stop him, so Bye. losers. Bye. Yeah, and there's Nancy oh, that's Kerrigan. Up, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> it's Nancy too Kerrigan. soon. Yeah, too soon, too Birdo. Soon. Too soon. How dare you? Come on, that happened last week. How dare <laughs> you, Birdo? Give it some time. Mm. Could you? All right. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports that Radio. That was Nancy Kerrigan, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Birdo. Oh, unbelievable. All right. Two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have the uh, news with Brady Quinn coming up next. Yes. But uh, quickly, uh, we got to get to uh, – one of the over-unders we didn't have a chance to get to last hour. Uh, Lee yes. DeLapp, what, did we, uh, what was the final one that involves a member oh, of the show uh, here? Well, that, well, that's right, you guys. Obviously, it's New Year's Eve, and we've got to ask the over-under of beers Roberto has. Now, the caveat to this is before midnight. Oh. Number of beers before midnight, over-under, eight and a half. Eight and a half beers oh, before midnight. Over. Over. Okay. Over. Before right. midnight. Over. Uh, uh, before uh, midnight. Uh, it might be before 7 over. p.m. Over. Yeah, absolutely. By noon. Lee, I'm taking the under, and here's why. And this is why I asked Roberto, is tequila going to be involved tonight? Because if tequila's involved, that's going to slow the beer intake down a little bit, I think. No, no. it's not. I think That's it is. a double fister. Yeah. Wait, you think he's double fisting at home? There's no lines at the bar. You Why would wash, he need to man. double fist? You got to wash down we're, the tequila shots. We're brothers, man. Me and me and Berto are, and I understand this whole thing. Left hand is your cerveza. <laughs> right hand is your tequila of choice. <laughs> Just letting you know. Okay. You're so, on a double fist on New Year's New Year's Eve. So for certain. So, Roberto, before midnight, over eight and a half beers, and how many shots of tequila? 
over eight and a half. It's it's all the same. I know. <laughs> well, no, but this is just beers, not just not pick the overs, included. dude. Just take the take right. the yeah, overs. Yeah. No, I'm taking the under. You got to take the overs. Taking the under. I'm having if at least has, four shots. If he's minimum. at eight, it, look, if he, you're already on four shots, I'm having at least four shots minimum. <laughs> no, mom is. Viva <laughs> Mexico. Hey, do you put? Do you guys ever put tequila shots in your beer? No. no oh, I've done I'll that do before. Seven. What's that called? I forget what it's called, but it's one called of my alcohol poisoning. Told, no, it's not. <laughs> well, it's not. I, we were doing it with shots of tequila in Pacifico the other night. It's amazing. And, and listen, drink responsibly, everyone. You, you know, <laughs> I'm drinking it. You hear Jonas doing the, the, the Nitsa reads yeah. every, every segment yeah, it's a good 20 point. times. Yeah. Make sure you're, you're responsible and, and using Uber and not being publicly intoxicated or anything like that. But, um, but if you're at home and you're enjoying a beverage and being responsible, put, try a little tequila. In your cerveza, but it needs to be a cerveza. Don't don't say I put it in my Budweiser and it didn't turn out the way that that you said it would. Yeah, don't put it in a Budweiser. Put it in a cerveza. Yeah, there's also root beer be bombs. You ever had a root beer bomb? Take have a, you had car bombs? Yeah, yeah, have, I've had those. Have you ever tried grape vodka in in, in a, Red a Red Bull? Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah I've had that. Um, also, amazing. Also, a orange vodka and a Red Bull is called a cactus cooler. It, it tastes uh, similar to a cactus cooler, but a root beer bomb is root beer schnapps. Drop it in, you know, Bud Light, Budweiser, whatever you want. It foams up, and when you slam it, it tastes just like a root beer flow. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, right. it, it sounds. We'll do one during the break. Pretty good. Screw it. You know what? Why not? Especially if you got a, like a iced yeah. up frozen mug that you're using. Oh man. Yeah, it's already uh, New Year's oh. in, New, in New Zealand, so we're good here. On oh, the let's get it going, app. fellas. Yeah. Oh, right. let's finish out with Brady's news, oh. and then let's get it going. Guys. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's uh, two yeah, pros yeah, and a cup yeah. of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. The <laughs> news with Brady Quinn is yours next year on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, We're going to get to the news with Brady Quinn coming up here in just a moment. I uh, want to let you know, do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI paid for by NHTSA. Right now, it's time for this. <laughs> News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. The BQ News. One final time in 2021. What do we got, Superstar? Let's start off with a good one from my state, Florida. As always, we like to start these off with a nice old Florida man. Well, he was pulled over and they, uh, well, they found drugs Uh that were wrapped around, let's just say, his, uh, his personal... Pepper shaker, or whatever. <laughs> oh wow! And uh, he was denying after they uh, these were found these drugs that they were not his. <laughs> mm. I mean, interesting. Now you know, were well, they a lot of know, drugs? They could. Well, what here's what could have happened, right? What could have happened is is this was a hostage situation. That's a good point. And had he not did what he was doing. He would not be able to get that loved one out of the hostage situation. So, therefore, yes, they were technically on him, but they weren't his. Yeah. 
No, that's yeah, he was being used. That's a good point. That's a movie. That is a good point. I've seen that. I've seen that on a possibility of that actually happening. Yeah, yeah. CSI stuff like that. You know, I've seen this happen. I mean, there's other places on the body that people have hidden drugs before. I didn't know this was a on or do you mean in? Yeah, that too. You know, just uh, on or in. Yeah, depending on where it's at, could be a very awkward conversation. Good point. That is a great conversation, and and the confiscating of it it could be very awkward as well. Agreed. And now he was arrested for a a DUI, um, so obviously that's more the seriousness to all this. But okay, Okay. I mean, it had to have been enough drugs. It doesn't state how how much cocaine was in this area, Mm. but it had to have been enough to be noticeable. Otherwise, I'm not really sure. How you would notice that unless, you know, through a sobriety attest and an impaired ability to be able to move because of how much was down there. So so they were in like little baggies wrapped around or was it like one big zip There's not lock? pictures, Jonas. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm just I, I saying. You, I mean, I, trust why me, don't I know you tell us what your want to yeah, see it. But. Tell us what your visual love it was, yeah. Jonas. Uh, I don't <laughs> I'd like to be invited back next year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I want to. Uh, just, you know, if you could send that link over, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah you, you want to build, you wanna build out that mental image of it. Huh? <laughs> you know, we're doing Two radio. pros and a you know, cup of Joe. We're doing I, radio I, I got I to gotta bring this up for our next story because it it's going to be 2022. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but I remember, like, back in, like, the 90s, thinking about what life would be like in 2022. Yeah. It's uh, it's really not like we don't have flying cars. We don't have a lot of those things that I like envisioned would be happening at this point. But what we do have are robots, and we've got robots who are already trying to kill us. Okay, uh, there was a, a news story of someone with a um, an Amazon Echo. All right, it challenged a ten-year-old girl to touch a coin to the prongs of a half-inserted plug. All right. It's literally this uh, Alexa was attempting to start a robot revolt by telling this kid to touch a live plug with a penny. I mean, so the robots already trying to come after us. I'm telling you right now. So it was trying to off the kid. Yes. Wait, wait a second. Alexa told the kid to do this. Yes. I call BS. I think I think the parents are looking for uh, looking for a payday. I call oh, I call no, BS man. on this. I it, mean, here's the thing: is they're going to be able to trace back what Alexa said exactly? Yeah, I don't know. This oh, this man. sounds like a it sounds like a sibling uh, who can do a, an impression of Alexa. No, uh, who, who AI is on sister. the way. I'm they're telling becoming you, you didn't watch iRobot. You didn't, you didn't not you didn't watch iBot with Will Smith, man. They're no. coming I mean, for us, man. I, I can do this if you want. All right. Oh no, the Alexa voice assistant. Uh, I'm gonna make sure I'm faded before they come get us. All right, it suggested uh, a challenge. Says the the girl do something lethal is what mm. the thing said. By the way, robots Dang. are such losers. Hey, hey, really by the are. way, by the way, Jonas, hey, turn your head Brady to look natural. And Lee yeah. and Berto and Eddie, happy New Year, guys. Yeah, same to you. Happy New Year's to all hey, the yeah. listeners and fans same out to there. You man. Guys. We love you guys. Happy man. New Year. And right. the ones that hate us, we hate you. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 